Hey guys, it's that time of the week again for the Shy Salvos podcast. Jack Clifton is my name, guiding you through with the latest uh, going on at church and also playing you the church sermon from Sunday's service. Hope you're doing well wherever you are, wherever you're located and uh, whatever's happening this week for you and hoping uh, this podcast and uh, the uh, the upcoming sermon can be of encouragement uh, to you. And uh, yeah, just remember, if you are yeah, kind of struggling with things or, or whatever, please do uh, lean upon uh, the, uh, the, the church office and uh, those uh, ministers we have um, at our disposal at, at church. So we're more than happy to talk to you that um, anything can be happening in our lives and it's important for us to always stay vocal with friends and family and um, other other people that uh, can help us in uh, in whatever's happening in our lives. Yep, so I hope the uh, the week is traveling okay for you. We're going to run through the latest uh, news on, and things that are happening around uh, the life of the church at both our Menai and Miranda locations. I'll also play you the sermon that happened uh, on Sunday's church service. But first, let's jump in and take a look at what the news is around our Shire Salvos locations. Always lots happening at Shire Salvos, and I guess the first cab off the rank in terms of speaking about uh, different news items is uh, talking about church. Our church service is running uh, each and uh, each and every Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m. at our Menai location. We're continuing with our Life in the Spirit series, uh, so make sure uh, that you're uh, yeah, get, um, uh, doing some preparation for, for that and getting yourself in, in the right headspace for that, but most importantly, uh, just attending church as well. It's uh, great to be lifting others up and, and be encouraged by by others uh, at church as well. Our kids' programs are also back now that school has returned, um, and uh, you can also come early for a coffee as well that's being served uh, in the church kitchen. So that's uh, another excuse for uh, uh, coming up to church a little bit early. We're also uh, doing our self-denial pill for 2022. Uh, let's lift our voices to the ripple effect and remind each other that the self-denial appeal, these small actions taken in Christ's name, can become a big life-transforming outcome for the kingdom of God. So uh, join us uh, Sunday for week three as we continue to hear more about the ripple effect and how we can help others uh, through the Salvation Army uh, self-denial appeal for 2022. We've, uh, we had the uh, encounter uh, prayer and praise night that happened on Monday, the 14th of March. But the next one, if you have missed that one, is coming up on the 28th of March. It happens every couple of weeks uh, where you uh, where we all join together for a night of prayer and praise at our Menno location. Uh, you can do it via Zoom if you can't attend uh, in person, and a link for the 28th of March uh, edition will be uh, provided uh, in the coming weeks. We've been speaking about our Life in the Spirit series, and uh, coming up this Saturday is a special event that I know uh, Mark and, and Kim and Joel and others have certainly been encouraging people uh, in our church community to be involved with, and that is the Life in the Spirit with our special guest, Anne-Marie Gattenby. So that's happening this Saturday, the 19th of March. It's a full-day event up at our Menai location uh, there at Bangor, 8.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. Uh, you do need to RSVP to Lynn McComb by the 16th of March, that is Wednesday, um, and uh, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, you're listening to us before before that date. But I'm sure even if it is outside that date, um, Lynn, Lynn would be able to uh, sort something out there for you. If you want more information, you can contact uh, Lynn directly by sending her an email, lynn.mccomb at salvationarmy.org.au or you can uh, phone the, the, the church office on 95430487. At Boomers and Beyond, which is an event for... Um, 
some of the older members of our congregation um, getting together and uh, enjoying time with one another is continuing. The 21st of March is their next event. Uh, that's happening at Club Menai at 10.30 a.m. kickoff there for the Boomers and Beyond group. Uh, they're going to Club Central Menai. That's located at 44 to 60 Allison Crescent Menai. If you want more information, you can contact Kerry Daly. She is the organizational uh, person that's uh, yeah, putting everything together for Boomers and Beyond. 0414 to RSVP to Kerry. That's 04 414-584-696. And that pretty much wraps up all of our, our news. Don't forget that uh, all of the latest news and, and uh, happenings at the church um, and even the church sermons are going up on our uh, uh, both our Facebook page, but also our website. Our website is shiresalvos.org.au. And the Facebook page, a lot of uh, different information is punched up there. It is at facebook.com forward slash shiresalvos. So uh, lots of uh, great information there for you. I'm going to uh, duck out for a little bit and we're going to play the sermon from Sunday's uh, church congregation. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you can take something from it. And we'll be back on the other side of that for more on the Shire Salvos podcast. Well, what a tough act to follow. Narell, who was my youth group leader once, a long time ago, so don't blame her, she just said. And our kids, aren't they wonderful? It's not an easy job interviewing those kids, must I say. (laughs) So you did good, Steve. So, I don't know about you, but sometimes as a mum to two young adult men who are not here today, so I can say anything, because they're not going to watch it. (laughs) Well, let's be honest. As a parent, I'm just making it up as I go. And sometimes I look to Stuart and I say, I have no idea what I'm doing. And then recently, I said to my dad, I was like, Dad, I don't know what I'm doing, parenting. And he goes, we didn't know what we were doing either. (laughs) And I thought, well, they looked like they knew what they were doing and they did a pretty good job. But being a parent and making the best decisions and looking confident as I go, trying to not screw up my kids in the process and I need to call on God every day. And it's the same in ministry as well. And especially in COVID, church was allowed to be on, it was not allowed to be on, and we were just kind of making it up as we went, weren't we, Sopa (laughs) and Joel? And trying to not screw up people's opinion of Jesus as we went, and we just needed to call on the Holy Spirit's power every day. And when God called me into full-time ministry to work here alongside Mark, I remember thinking, there is no way I could do that. I felt underqualified, undereducated, and overwhelmed. Yet in my spirit, there was this excitement, and the Holy Spirit was doing something inside of me. And those times that I was starting to think about me, it seemed like it was an impossible task. But when I fixed my eyes on Jesus, I knew that this could be manageable. And then God showed me in the message in 19, uh, Matthew 19, 26, in the message version, where it says, Jesus looked hard at them and said, no chance at all if you think you're going to pull this off yourself, every chance in the world if you trust God to do it. 
And I knew this verse in Matthew really well because when I was growing up and sitting in church, sitting like that, I remember sitting there and looking across to one of the boys in the band and thinking, oh, he's lovely. But I just don't think it's possible. I wanted him to love me, but then I looked up and on the back of the platform, on the stage, it said, with God, all things are possible. <laughs> but I'm just so grateful that it didn't happen with that boy. And God knew so much better and matched me with his hunk of spunk down here. <laughs> you see, when life becomes about me, when I focus on my thoughts and my feelings, I become undone. Because as a Christian, it isn't about me and it can't be. It has to be all about him and more of him and less of me. And this week, as Joel said, Mark, Joel and myself went to Divisional Fellowship and the theme there for the week was in the dust of the rabbi. And back when a Jewish rabbi would choose his disciples, they would follow so closely on the path with him that they would be covered in his dust because they never wanted to miss anything that he was saying as they followed so closely. And there was a saying that went, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. And it was the same with Jesus and his disciples. The closer they stayed, the more dust that was on them. And this is what God wants from us, to know him so intimately that we are covered in his dust. But being so close is not always comfortable and clean. Yet when we are close, we can hear God's voice clearly. We don't miss what he is saying, and it is not about us. It's about him. Now, this room is filled with amazing followers of Jesus who love and serve God with your heart. But the enemy knows that this battle has already been won. So in the meantime, he wants to take you down. When it is your mission and desire to follow Jesus and tell others about him, Satan's plan is to rob and distract us in any way possible so that it is not much about him and all about us. So today I just want to tell you three things that God is teaching me. And the first thing is, insecurity kills all that is beautiful. I'm an officer's kid and a, like a minister's kid and I was often moving around with my parents as officers and I was always the new kid in town. And I was desperate to fit in. So if I'm completely honest and vulnerable with you guys, I'm often dealing with insecurities about fitting in, and being included, but I've mastered the art of how to not look like how I feel on the inside sometimes. But God and I are working on that lately and he's doing a healing work in my life to deal with those insecurities on a daily basis. 
but I'm definitely not there yet. I need so much more of him and a lot less of Kim Briggs because insecurity kills all that is beautiful. End of last year, I was sitting in my office and no one was around and a car came in the car park and it was Lindsay Shum. Was he here? No. Now, Lindsay, who comes to our church, owns a herbal remedy company. And so he arrived in our car park and he just sat there and he didn't come in. So I went out and I said hello. And he told me that he was meeting a sick man in our car park. Just a convenient location. Drug deal. No, not really. <laughs> and so I went back inside and I sat down and then I saw another car arrive and then a very sick-looking man came out of the car. And he was young, he was a lot younger than me. And I felt this prompting in my spirit to go and pray with that man. And I thought, no, <laughs> nah, that can't be, that can't be God. Seems a bit weird. He's, he doesn't know us. He's not part of our church community. I don't even know if he knew that this was a church. Then God said, go and pray with that man. And I was feeling very insecure. And I remember saying to God, God, I'm not Darren Kingston. He's the guy that does all that, not me. Then he said it again. Kim, pray with a man. I just refused. Then God said to me, Kim... You are a pastor in this church. You sit in here. You pray for fruit and that God will send people into the kingdom of God. And you won't get off your backside and go out and pray with the sick man that I've sent you. Now, he wasn't that aggressive, but that's kind of what he said. So I got up and I just thought I'd just take the first step. And I walked out and I was hoping that they'd left, to be honest. And I walked out and it felt like I was walking slowly towards them as they watched every move. So there was no backing out. And as I arrived, I just opened my mouth and I said, I'm Kim, I'm one of the pastors here, and I hope you don't think I'm a whack job. But for you to be meeting Lindsay must mean there's something going on with you. And God just prompted me to come and offer to pray with you. And he said, I don't think you're a whack job. You should meet my wife. <laughs> and he said, I would love for you to pray with me. And I did. I don't even know what I said. I just asked God to help me. And then I walked back inside and I was completely exhausted. I walked out and my head was thumping and I was like, oh. But I don't think I would have been if I had just got up and done what he had asked the first time he had asked. And I nearly missed out on an opportunity to pray with this man because I was making it all about me. I was focusing on my insecurities instead of doing what God wanted. And it's easy to fall into the trap of self-doubt and low self-confidence or overconfidence 
becoming all about me and just a little about him. Thinking of ourselves all the time and distracting us from what God truly wants. And I'm not saying we shouldn't self-reflect and use our brains or even put ourselves down to sort of make ourselves feel better. But it isn't about thinking less of yourself. It's about thinking of yourself less. Insecurity kills all that is beautiful. And the second thing that God is teaching me is comparison will cause a malfunction. I love to learn from others who do life and ministry well and hear of the fruit in other people's churches and what's going on in people's lives because it inspires me. But those moments that I start to compare myself to others, I start to get critical of others or annoyed at what others are doing, I start to malfunction. And in Galatians 6.5, it puts it so simply, don't compare yourself to others. Quite a number of years ago, there was a manager's conference at a friend's work. And one lunchtime at that conference, all the managers were leaving the first session and everyone received an email as they were opening it up. And the email was disclosing all the salaries in that organisation from highest to lowest. <laughs> An employee had strategically sought this information and sent it at a time where it wouldn't be easily recalled. What a mess. The person who had sent this email had lost their focus. They were obviously frustrated at something and annoyed, but started to compare themselves to others. The person for years had been okay and doing their job well, but then as time went on, they became more and more angry and just wanted to hurt and cause chaos. And that's what it did. It caused disunity, chaos, confusion and hurt. The person becoming so consumed with comparison that they brought others into it as well, when no one else was probably thinking of other people's salaries. A complete malfunction in that organisation and then when found out in that person's life. When I start to compare and get annoyed or have an opinion on what others are doing, I lose my way. Because when my eyes are looking over there, they are not planted and fixed on where God has placed me. And it's easy to preach it, yet I get so caught up in this trap because sometimes things just don't seem fair. But life isn't fair, really. It's not fair that my boys were born healthy and there are other kids that are born really sick. It is not fair that we are all in Australia now, worshipping God in freedom and not afraid to walk out our door. It's not fair that my mum and dad told me that they love me and there are others, there's just no love in that family. 
But God didn't say life was going to be fair and all things equal. He has called you to be you and me to be me. And make the best of your life. But he wants to do even greater things in each of us. So God's teaching me that insecurity kills all that is beautiful and comparison will cause a malfunction. But how do I thrive and not just survive this life? Well, the third thing is, don't forget the power. At the moment, we are doing renovations in our house. And yesterday, there were walls coming down, there was dust everywhere, and we are blessed that our son Josh, who's 20, is an electrician. So he was able to turn the power off. There was cords hanging and I was saying, is that live? No, it's fine. So the power had come off. And then he restored it. And then this morning, I got up and I needed to dry my hair. And I went to turn on my hair dryer and sure enough, wasn't working. And Stuart told me, the power in this section of the house is off. It's like, right, okay. So I had to go to another room, just making it a little more difficult. And in John 14, Jesus tells us that if you love him, he will send you the Holy Spirit to help you. He will send you power. And this week, I thought about the Salvation Army's doctrines, which are 11 faith-based statements and summar- that summarise our religious beliefs. You probably, a lot of you will know them. But in Doctrine 7, it says, We believe that repentance towards God, faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, and regeneration by the Holy Spirit are necessary for salvation. When we ask Jesus into our life, when we become a Christian, we receive his power. And then we need ongoing regeneration by the Holy Spirit. And regeneration means new birth, the act or process of coming back, growing anew or a spiritual rebirth. And as a Christian, doesn't mean life is just roses and sunshine. Life still happens. In fact, there are Christians around the world that would die because of what they believe in. But as life brings disappointments and distractions, we can lose our way. We don't always lose our faith. But things can distract us from living a Holy Spirit-filled life through Jesus. And we need regeneration by the Holy Spirit because it is necessary for salvation. And if we're not in the habit of asking God for forgiveness on a daily basis, then sin can start to consume our lives. And this is where we need to call on him. To lead us in truth. We need more of the Holy Spirit's power to heal hurts, restore attitudes, so that we can live in freedom and with God's power instead of trying to work it out in our own strength. And in Zechariah 4 6, it says, It is not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, 
says the Lord God Almighty. Don't forget the power. God is calling you to live a life where you can walk in freedom through his son Jesus. He can work in you and through you. He can heal any insecurities and through the Spirit's power, use you to love others and show Jesus' love through your life. And the Holy Spirit, he is the heavy lifter. We need regeneration. And we need to get back to the power source. And as we deal with the things that are all about us, the Holy Spirit wants to fill those places. And he wants to give us a fresh anointing over our life. And Ephesians 5:18 says, "Always be filled with the Spirit." Right now, Mark and Joel are going to come out and stand out the front here and I'm going to invite you to come and receive a fresh anointing over your life. To come and be covered in the dust of Rabbi Jesus and receive more of him as you let go a bit less of yourself. And you may want God to heal those insecurities. I pray that you do because man, he's got some stuff for you. Are you starting to lose your way? And things are starting to malfunction. Wanting what others have got instead of looking at what God has placed right in front of you. And we all need a touch of his power. If you want a fresh anointing on your life, take that one step. Be a little brave today. And one of our team, one of us, can anoint you with oil and pray with you. Are you in a place where you'd like to explore a little more about Jesus? Well, I invite you to come and we can talk through that with you and pray with you. It's a step that you will not regret. I invite you now to just close your eyes, to shut out the distractions and hear what God is saying to you in this moment. And may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. Lord, I want more of you and less of me. Have your way in me. Regenerate our hearts, Lord, and revive us, God, so that you will be glorified. I invite you to come.
always great to be encouraged by the Word of God, whether we were not at church and that's a, a first time that we've heard the sermon for, for this week or whether we were at church and just wanted to be encouraged a little bit more. I think there's certainly some value that can be added to uh, listening to a sermon more than once and maybe being able to pick out a little piece of information that, that you may have missed when you're there in Sunday. But uh, most importantly, hope that that has encouraged you and, and left you in a, in a good frame of mind for uh, the week ahead. The Shire Salvos podcast is released every uh, Monday morning, Monday afternoon. So we do try and uh, punch it out for you guys to um, yeah to have it for your uh, commute to work. Now that I know there's a few more people heading into the, the city via the train or uh, via um, uh, driving or other uh, modes of transport. And yeah, certainly hope that uh, you're enjoying uh, the content that we're producing here at the Shire Salvos podcast. As always, we'd love your feedback. If there's something that we're doing that you enjoy or something that we're not doing that you'd like us to do, please do get in contact with us. You can uh, chat to either Kim, Mark or Joel about that. But it's been a pleasure as it is every week to bring you the Shah Salvos podcast. But until uh, next Monday, another edition of the Shah Salvos podcast comes onto the airwaves. So Jack Clifton bidding you farewell from the Shah Salvos podcast. Mm-hmm.